0: It was that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. I had just returned from an evening at a club. As I parked on the street and got out of my car, a tall stranger bounded up to me. I figured he probably wanted to bum a cigarette or ask directions. I didn't notice the gun until it was too late. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to episode 177 of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. We're going to have some fun today. We've been exploring different elements of how to tell a story, components of a compelling story. Today, this episode, we're going to pull them all together. We're going to see how they're operating in one specific book. And I just read you the opening of that book. Those were the very first words in the very first chapter. Now, can you imagine what the book is about? Probably not from what I've read you, because it was compelling the way a great movie is, the way... A great novel or short story is. The book is called Why You're Dumb, Sick and Broke and How to Get Smart, Healthy and Rich. Notice that the title is not only provocative, but it has humor in it. And you might expect that it's going to start off on a funny note. But surprise, surprise, It doesn't. The author is Randy Gage, and I interviewed him on this show not too long ago. You can listen to his fascinating story, uh, which is in episode 164. It's called You Are Your Story. So let's take a close look at how Randy Tells his story, how he engages you in a way that, well, is irresistible. He's basically making you an offer you can't refuse. I know that when I opened this book and I read that first paragraph, actually, those were two paragraphs. They're the very short um, sentence, I didn't notice the gun until it was too late, is a separate paragraph. But when I read those words, I was totally hooked. I had no option but to continue and read until the end. And of course, since he is, Randy Gage is such a marvelous storyteller, he held my interest throughout and he delivers a lot in this book. Let's look at some specifics about it. One of the first things that I talked about in earlier episodes is the hook, how to open a story. And remember that I said that you should not, you shouldn't begin at the beginning, that you should create suspense by throwing your audience into the middle of an action that's already begun. Well, let's look at the very first sentence of Randy's book. It was that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Well, we're already into something. We don't know what it is, but there's a sense of mystery and, well, it's that thin line, so it's now, you know, going into into dawn. And what's happening at dawn? Imagine a movie starting like that. The first image that you see is an empty street. It's dark, but the sun is just about to break. And with the right music, you are held captive because... You want to know, why are we looking at an empty street? What's going to happen here? It continues. I had just returned from an evening at a club. As I parked on the street and got out of my car, a tall stranger bounded up to me. Well, Right away, there is a sense of, hmm, it's not even daylight, And you're parking and a tall stranger comes up to you. Could be, like he said, maybe something as innocent as asking for a cigarette. But our imaginations already begin to sense that maybe there's going to be trouble. And yes, there is. I talked about in another episode the concept of show, don't tell. By the way that Randy is choosing his words, he's describing a vivid scene, something that's going on. He's showing you something. He's demonstrating it. He's not lecturing to you about it. And so that makes it extremely compelling. Vivid language. It's extremely vivid It's descriptive the way, as I said, a movie is descriptive. I'm going to read the entire first two short paragraphs again, and then I'm going to continue with the third and fourth paragraphs. They're all economical, they're all brief, and they're all compelling. It was that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. I had just returned from an evening at a club. As I parked on the street and got out of my car, a tall stranger bounded up to me. I figured he probably wanted to bum a cigarette or ask directions. I didn't notice the gun until it was too late. Turns out the guy was a crackhead desperate for his next fix. This was the 80s, the Wild West days of Miami, and the advent of the crack epidemic when we were overrun by petty criminals from the Marielle Boatlift and the infamous cocaine cowboys. South Beach where I lived sat at the epicenter of drug activity and I was about to become the next statistic dot 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 in uh, writing that dot 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 is called an ellipsis And it literally leaves you hanging. This is truly great, great, compelling writing. Now there's no doubt that our question is answered. Is it going to be good or bad? It's going to be bad. But you see, it automatically raises another question. What actually happens? He's about to become a a statistic. How is that going to play out? We want to know. Remember, questions hook the mind. And in that third paragraph, there is a very important thing happening, specificity. When you're general, you are vague. When you're specific, you're crystal clear. He doesn't just tell you that, you know, uh, it's a neighborhood with a lot of drug addicts in it. He paints a picture for you. He calls calls this the Wild West Days of Miami. He describes the petty criminals. He says they're from the Mariel Boatlift and the infamous Cocaine Cowboys. We may know about that in the news, and if we don't, we can easily look it up on Google. And then he says that where he lived was the epicenter, another specific, vivid image. So all of these elements are coming to play in his storytelling to get you, the reader, involved. Now, remember what the title of the book is, right? why you're dumb, sick, and broke, and how to get smart, healthy, and rich. Something else is happening here. I mentioned in an earlier episode that when you're delivering a sales message in a presentation, in a uh, a one-on-one, when you're telling any kind of story, that is intended to take a reader somewhere transformational, you must make a promise. And then the rest of your story must deliver on that promise. So, his title makes a really big promise. His promise is very specific. How you're going to get smart, healthy, and rich, even if you're dumb, sick, and broke. Now, When you begin to read, it's not apparent that what he's writing about is connected to that promise. So if it isn't connected to it, then the story is going to lose your interest quickly. Let's say you begin, you continue to read and you find out, well, it's just a novel, you know, and the title was only there as a, Uh, to hook me and get me in, well, no, you're not going to hang around very long. So, how does he deliver on that promise? Well, the only way that you can open a book like that and deliver on its promise is if you're 100% clear about your core message You've got to be 100% clear about your core message. You also have to know who your audience is, and of course he does. People who are either dumb, sick, broke, or all three, and they hate it and they would like to become smart, healthy, and rich. So what is the core message in this very powerful book? It's simply this. You are 100% responsible for all of the results in your life. How does he deliver on that message? Well, to find out, you will have to pick up the book and read it. And wow, is it ever worth it. But you might be asking yourself, Can I do this same thing for a sales message Uh, if I'm selling protein shakes, if I'm selling umbrellas, a pet shampoo, anything? The answer is yes. Always begin by finding out, first, answering for yourself, who is my audience? And then, of course, what is my core message? Because you'll discover, or you should discover, that your core message is never the thing that you are selling. It's never the thing that you are selling. It's a vehicle to sell the thing that you are selling. By way of quick summary, what we've covered in looking at this fascinating, movie-like opening few paragraphs of Randy's book, is we've learned a lesson about the hook, about show-don't-tell, about using the language of the senses, making it vivid, about being crystal clear in your specificity, and definitely how to create great cliffhangers. The first cliffhanger is, I didn't notice the gun until it was too late. It's a cliffhanger because you immediately want to know, did the guy pull the trigger? The next paragraph doesn't answer that. And then there's another cliffhanger. And I was about to become the next statistic. Dot, dot, dot. Does he answer it in the next paragraph? Takes you closer, but he doesn't. He continues to build the suspense, opening curiosity loops, creating suspense, having fun, telling important stories that touch people, arouse their emotions, and then lead them to an action that will help to change and improve their lives. That's what this game is all about. Interesting, I told you what his core message was, that you are 100% responsible for all the results in your life. And in my interview with Randy, episode 164, the title is, You Are Your Story. Hmm. That title echoes the core message of Randy's book. Have some fun in the next week. Think about any product or cause or idea, a service, anything that you want to deliver a message about, which is tell a story about. And then sit down with a piece of paper and just play creatively. Inventively come up with a few short paragraphs that can lead your audience into, make them pay attention to the message that you're eventually going to deliver. And of course, the only way to do that is for you to first define who is my audience and what is my core message. So when you sit down with this piece of paper, if you first draw blank, take a deep breath relax. Of course, exhale. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. And ask, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Luis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.